Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Today, I'll be talking with two different people, Warren from Lifelong and Matt from Cricket. Let's start with Warren. Joining us today is Warren Lai. He's the Director of Clinical Services at Lifelong. Also, he teaches a class at Highline College on understanding AIDS. Welcome, Warren. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to hear more about what you do at Lifelong. It has been 40 years since the AIDS was first reported in the U.S. I know. Isn't that incredible? Well, I've been working with Lifelong for 12 years now, and I work in uh, medical case management and prevention. We serve people that are HIV positive or who are at risk for HIV. And we help people get into medical care and stay in medical care, uh, help people at high risk get PrEP. Do you know what PrEP is? No, I don't. Oh, good. See, I'm excited to talk about it. There's a few sort of innovations in HIV recently, and PrEP is one of them. So PrEP is uh, one pill once a day that someone who does not have HIV can take to avoid getting HIV from sex. We are trying to get the message out that it's available and we help people figure out the insurance. Most insurance does cover it. People don't have insurance. We can help with that as well. It is one of the most exciting things that we have in our arsenal to end AIDS. So there's more than one option now. So it's basically part of the HIV medication regimen that can be taken to keep from getting HIV by sex. Go on Lifelong's website for our prevention department or Department of Health has some information about PrEP and call Lifelong and we would love to help people. We also do HIV testing at that time. If people test negative for HIV, we talk to them about PrEP and how they can begin to take it if they're feeling like they're at risk. We are Lifelong. Org. There's all kinds of great information there. In addition to medical case management and prevention for HIV, Lifelong also has a food and meals program, dental services, insurance program for assisting folks with paying premiums if they're HIV positive, a housing program, ADS, which is case management for aging and disability. We have case managers for the PrEP and their PrEP navigators, and we recognize that insurance can be complicated. And it's not just insurance, it's the way that the insurance and pharmacy and the doctor and the labs interact. So we're there to walk through with folks to make all of that easier, both for HIV positive folks who are trying to find a doctor to work with around their HIV and get on medications, get their viral loads to undetectable, which is how you tell that someone is in a healthy state with HIV. We are really thinking a lot about access to care as we're talking about ending AIDS in this country, but also in Washington state. So access to care is making sure that people are able to 
see a doctor, feel comfortable seeing a doctor, that their doctor will have the information and be comfortable sharing it with them about sexual health, about HIV and AIDS, and about options to avoid getting HIV if they're HIV negative. It's about that comfort. It's about having access to insurance. And it's also about being able to trust that those services will be beneficial. I like what you say about breaking down barriers. Those are the things that really get in the way. It could be one little thing that keeps somebody from getting the help they need. We are just finding that people, they have one or two or maybe even more bad experiences with seeking medical services or with their insurance or the pharmacy. And then they sort of don't feel as comfortable and they might need some guidance to services that are low barrier for them. And a little encouragement about all the great things about taking care of your health. We are seeing reductions in new infections overall, but certain groups who traditionally have had less access to care are having increases in new diagnosis in our community. So that's really concerning. We know that we have the tools at this point to end HIV and AIDS in Washington state and in the whole country. In addition to PrEP, there is U equals U. It was the idea that once someone who is HIV positive takes their meds, they can get an undetectable viral load. That's the first U. And then the second U is untransmissible. And many, many studies have shown that when the viral load is undetectable, then HIV cannot be passed to another person through sex. So this is a critical piece of information and a critical piece of prevention. We're targeting communities that are not getting access to those pieces because that has actually brought down new HIV rates overall, but we're seeing in Black and Latinx communities increases in HIV diagnosis, in fact, recently with those things available. So the message needs to get out. We are trying to partner with other organizations, reach out in terms of messaging and things like this, talking to people about it, making sure people know that there are these options. At first, there weren't even laws that said that doctors even had to tell a patient what they had. They could tell the family members and the family members could tell them something else, right? And part of all of the advocacy around HIV led to patient-centered care. We all take it for granted now, but it actually took advocacy to create those laws and HIPAA. Like, who do you tell? Who do you let in? Let me guide my treatment and make treatment decisions for myself with my doctor. Mm -hmm. So that's actually one of the pretty cool things that has come out of all of the work around HIV and AIDS. And stigma and misinformation is still a big issue. And I think it's one of the biggest things that keeps people from accessing medications if they're HIV positive, even testing and PrEP as options. I teach my class and students come in and we have really frank conversations about the misinformation. I want to hear all of the messaging that they heard before they came into the class. There's still a sense that HIV is created by the government or it doesn't really lead to AIDS. It is true that there isn't as much conversation, especially since medications have made it a lot less deadly, thank God. But mm -hmm. in the wake of that, there is 
opportunity for misinformation and those old conspiracy theories to come back in. And they end up discouraging people from using prevention methods and taking care of their health. And that's really, really unfortunate. We want to get the information to people and also just knowing like how you can and can't get HIV. Cannot get HIV from saliva. And that is very, very common among my students. And a lot of them haven't grown up in a world where this was talked about much at all. It isn't a plot point in shows or on the news as much. And it just isn't something that people are necessarily talking about. Yeah, we don't want to see these new infections continue. And we want to make sure that people have the information they need to stay safe. One of the things that I remember, there was a lot of shaming and blaming and then isolating people with AIDS. Do you feel like that's gotten better? It's gotten better. I've actually had my eyes open just to how much misinformation there is since I started teaching the (laughs) class. One thing that opens a lot of the students' eyes, there is an idea that this is just a gay disease. And a lot of the numbers that are rising aren't even in gay men. It is a non-discriminating illness, although there are definitely health disparities in the way it plays out. Anyone can get HIV. Yeah, we really want to break down a lot of that stigma. And we know that in folks from other communities other than LGBTQ, there's a tendency for doctors not even to bring up getting HIV testing. Definitely folks not wanting to ask for it or not thinking they need to because of the stigma and assuming that HIV is a gay disease. If you've been tested for HIV, you know, because the doctors call it out. HIV is not included in batteries of tests. It is an exception. They won't automatically give one. You have to consent to getting HIV because of a lot of the stigma in the past. Some of the things that went into people being able to guide their own care. Now they say, well, I want to get SDI testing. They would assume HIV would be included, but a doctor would need to say, and an HIV test. So we are really wanting there to be a rule out instead of rule in for HIV. So people can know their status because you can't start taking the medication until you know that you're HIV positive, right? Washington state is doing really well in terms of folks knowing their status. We're over 90% assumed of folks that would be HIV positive, know their status, but we could do even better because if you don't know your status, then you are definitely not on medications. The medications make all the difference for future transmissions. It seems like when AIDS first started, you would get a test and it would take a really long time to find out. Our prevention department goes to a lot of events and they do testing right there and it it can take 10 minutes to find out. And then you would go for an informatory test and it's an oral swab. They don't always even need to take blood to find out. Well, you learned so much about AIDS and everything with all the work that you've done. Are you using that now to help people that are battling other illness or disabilities? We've learned so much about all of the factors that affect someone living with a serious or life-challenging illness and what they need to do to maintain a healthy life and what kinds of supports that they need when they're going through that. So Lifelong is now serving folks beyond HIV. We will always stand with 
folks with HIV, but we are also looking at how our model of care can help other folks. And that's been happening for a while with our medically tailored meals and our nutrition services, but also in our housing department. And we are doing some of the social service support in the tiny house villages. We really have found this approach with a lot of different types of services that support someone who, who has illness. When you look at when AIDS started 40 years ago and then when COVID hit, what would you say like comparing people's reaction? I found it absolutely fascinating. I was teaching the class and then I immediately added a section <laughs> about looking at it because I think you're getting information. And when you look at the early days of AIDS, there was so much information, misinformation that was coming out because we just didn't know. And to go through that with COVID, how did it live on surfaces and how was it passed the back and forth of information? I think we learned a lot about how to communicate these things and how to do that in a much less stigmatizing way. But also there were some stigmatizing things that came during COVID-19. We still have a lot to learn about that. It's been really very interesting, and I've been really interested in how it's affected HIV-positive people to see another pandemic and the fears that that brings up about losses and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's been really interesting. I do a section where I have students choose sort of an area, whether it's the media or whether it's the science, and sort of compare the two and how things were handled. And uh, I get some fascinating analysis. I like to think that a lot of the responses were paved by activism around HIV, one of which is the idea that we can get medications that are showing signs of working to people before they've been fully approved, if it's life-saving. That's exactly what happened in terms of vaccinations, which I think is pretty cool. Well, that was a change that happened through advocacy because there was a point where people would take anything they could without medication, HIV progresses to AIDS and eventually folks would die. And uh, HIV positive folks knew that and they did a lot of organizing. It's, it's really has inspired <laughs> a lot of innovation in that way. If you were to be able to leave us with one thought about what's so important to you about the work you do, what would it be? Well, I'm just so proud of the fact that Lifelong was born out of a community response and that we continue to respond to the needs of the community and are made up of folks from the community. That sense of community just makes me really proud to be a part of it. And also, I would encourage people to look at what's changed because it could be really inspiring. Like things do change. People work really hard to make change and they really have with HIV and AIDS. Well, Warren, thank you so much. I feel like I have learned a lot and it's been really fascinating to see the comparisons that you have drawn between the virus and between HIV. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. 
Thanks to Warren from Lifelong. And now we'll be talking with Matt for an opportunity that might apply to you. We have Matt Cave with us today, Marketing Director for Cricket Wireless Pacific Northwest. And Cricket Wireless is helping make wireless service more affordable to millions of American households because they're participating in the FCC's Emergency Broadband Benefit Program. Can you tell us about that? Hi, good afternoon, Lori. Yes, thank you. I appreciate the time to join you. Yes, Cricket Wireless is participating in the Emergency Broadband Benefit. And what that is, is a temporary benefit provided by the federal government issued by the FCC, and that's a, up to $50 a month for eligible households, which can take the cost of monthly wireless service down to $10 or less during the time that this benefit is available. Again, I think you said it's available for it's kind of an undetermined amount of time? Yes. So the benefit right now is out there. It's it's really kind of set on two criteria. So that would be as long as the funding is still available or until six months after the end of the pandemic is officially notified by the public health emergency officials. So at this time, there, there's no end in sight for that program. It really just kicked off on May 13th and Cricket Wireless immediately started participating. So it's available to a lot of folks that are in need right now. As the past year has caused a lot of folks to fall in some hard times. And I know a lot of Americans are dealing with tens of millions are struggling to make ends meet. And this is a a way to really reduce that cost for the connectivity, whether that's on your wireless service or internet service. How many can they do per household? Great question, Laurie. It's one per household, but that is also applicable if you have a, a multi-line account, say with Cricket Wireless. And right now we have four lines for $100 service uh, for all four lines. That $50 would be eligible to be applied towards that total cost of $100, bringing it down to $50 for four lines of service. Okay. And I work with a lot of people in recovery that are living in clean and sober houses. So I don't know how you consider household, but like they each have their own room and their own responsibilities and bills. Would it work for that? Quite possibly. Yes. And the best and the easiest way to to check eligibility is to one of two ways. One, especially for folks that maybe don't have the means and the access to the internet is to come into one of our stores. We have a lot of cricket stores across the Pacific Northwest here, Seattle, Tacoma, South Sound, the Northern Sound, and you can come into one of our stores and check your eligibility. If you don't have the ability to come to one of our stores and you maybe do have access to the internet, maybe that's a public library, you can also check your eligibility either by going to cricketwireless.com and we have a, a page there where you can check your eligibility. And also the federal government has their website where you can check your eligibility. And it's really simple. You just have to have your, your name, your address, and it'll run the uh, the checks, and within a very short amount of time, it'll come back with an eligibility status for this benefit. Is this benefit available for new customers and already existing customers? Another great question, and yes to both. It's eligible for uh, new customers and also if you're an existing customer. So existing customers can do the same, as I just mentioned, about going into one of our stores to uh, check their eligibility and then have that benefit applied to their account if they're an existing customer or if they're a new customer they can do the same coming into one of our stores or checking online for the eligibility to have that benefit applied to their service when they start up with us now i know you're the director for the northwest is this is there a geographical limit to this it is national cricket offers prepaid wireless services nationwide and this benefit can be applied to eligible customers on on the select plans and areas where Cricket Wireless provides service, and that's nationwide, coast to coast. That's good to know because often when people are listening, 
they may not necessarily need the service, but they know somebody a state away or a relative that could benefit. So that is really good. Absolutely. Can the benefit be applied to purchasing a new device, like a smartphone and or tablet? Uh, yeah, no, no, really good question. And the benefit itself cannot be applied towards the purchase of equipment, such as a smartphone, a tablet, or any kind of device. It just applied towards that cost of your monthly service. But I will tell you that we have some amazing deals right now on a variety of smartphones in our stores, or if you just need internet service, I think about a lot of the folks that maybe have children that are in virtual learning environments and they need that that type of internet dedicated line for their, their children. We have that available in our stores as well. Like I said, we have some amazing promotions right now that the customers can certainly take advantage of to couple with this benefit being provided by the federal government. That is so awesome that you are doing that. Now, how does Cricket apply the monthly benefit to the wireless internet service? Yeah, so the, the monthly benefit will be applied at the account level as a benefit on the customer's bill. Uh, new customers should see the benefit immediately when they activate either in-store or online. Uh, existing customers, a little bit different, but similar process, they'll see that benefit reflected on their following bill cycle after they've been approved for that benefit. So it could take up to 30 days. Let me just make sure I'm clear. You go to Cricket and you get this benefit and then it will apply to your actual Wi-Fi bill? Well, it'll apply to your Cricket wireless bill. And so oh. while we don't offer necessarily like a internet to your home, like in the traditional sense, you know, a lot of our phones can tether to devices. So you could use your device to tether to a tablet, tether to a laptop, and that, that would be applicable. But for those new customers, they would have that benefit immediately. If they don't have service with us, they would have that benefit applied immediately uh, before they even walk out the door. Existing customers, they would have that benefit applied to the next bill cycle for them on their monthly statement. Do customers need to use their service in order to receive it? Like if they get it, if they don't use it, will it go away? That That's a good question. And the answer, the short answer there is yes. A, a customer may lose that benefit if they don't use that benefit. So if they were to sign up for the benefit and they don't use that service for a calendar month or a full bill cycle, that would uh, remove the benefit if they apply with another participating provider, which, you know, Cricket is one of many different providers that are taking advantage of this federal program. I uh, say if they signed up with Cricket and they moved over to another provider, they would lose that benefit with us if they're gaining it with somebody else. And uh, the, the last piece is uh, the name on the application with the national verifier. If that doesn't match the name on the Cricket account, that would also lose the provider situation or scenario where they would lose that benefit. So yes, they do need to use that service. Okay, so there's a few checks and balances, and uh, if they like really like it and they're going to upgrade, they need to make sure it's an eligible service. Great. Exactly right. And just to kind of highlight that for a second, Larry, I want to go back to some of those eligible plans and what that would look like for a potential customer signing up with Cricket. We have three eligible plans. I'll highlight the first one, which I think has the most that comes with it: unlimited calls, unlimited data. You also get 15 gigabytes of hotspot. So again, if you have a computer or a tablet that you wanted to connect, your phone would act as that internet gateway for all those services. That would be uh, only $10 a month after this temporary benefit is applied. Uh, the second benefit we have is, is very similar, unlimited calls, unlimited data. It doesn't have that hotspot with it, but that would be $5 a month after this benefit is applied. And then the third plan that we have is eligible. And this, again, I think about all the families that have been impacted in this environment, myself included, where you have young children that are in an online environment and maybe you don't 
have dedicated internet, we can help you with that. We have the Cricket Simply Data Plan, which gives you 100 gigabytes of high-speed data. And with this benefit, it, that would drop the price down to $5 a month for that access. So some absolutely tremendous deals out there for customers, especially those that are in need right now. Now, what if I have a multiple line account with Cricket? Can I apply those benefits to all the lines on the account? The short answer is no, it can't be applied to every single one, but it's only one benefit applied per account. So in that scenario, the benefit would be applied to the overall account level for each line. And again, you know, we have a program right now where you can walk in and get set up with four lines of service for $100. You would have the ability to add this benefit to that, that $100 plan for four lines, and that would bring the cost of the service down to $50 for four lines of service. Oh, wow. I know we can go look for eligibility, but is there any kind of like parameters you could give us? There's a handful of different criteria. And again, that's, that's not determined by Cricket. This is actually per determined by the FCC and, and the federal government. And so if you're participating in any kind of benefit program right now through the government, there's a good likelihood and chance that you would be eligible for this program. And the easiest, there's so many different parts that go with this for eligibility. The easiest thing to do is either come see us at one of our Cricket Wireless locations or simply drive to cricketwireless.com and take less than five minutes to determine your eligibility. And uh, from there, once you have that, you can go see us in one of our stores and we would be happy to set you up with service. Great. Now, another question some people might want to know, if they come to you already with a phone, does that work? Absolutely. The, the short answer is yes. Uh, we need. We would check uh, the eligibility of that device that you have. In, in a majority of cases, that's called a bring your own device or BYOD is what we call that. And we <laughs> absolutely love uh, folks and liberate them from their service providers that they have today. And there's a quick check that we do in the store. Uh, basically, there's a serial number for each phone. We run that through a quick checker to make sure it's compatible with our service. And so long as it is compatible, we would be happy to bring that same phone number that you have, bring that over to Cricket, and then we would check and make sure that you're eligible for this benefit and apply it to that same device that you're using today with that same phone number that you have just for a lot less money every single month. We don't have any tablet dedicated plans right now. Again, with the, the two plans that we do have that are eligible for it, though, the Cricket More plan, so there's hotspot included with that with 15 gigabytes of hotspot data, or the Cricket Simply Data plan, which would allow access. Now, I think about my, my young daughter who has a tablet, and it's, it's Wi-Fi only type of tablet. You could come in, sign up with a Simply Data service, and it would provide internet access to that tablet itself, an iPad being one of those, Android tablets, and the whole host of others that are out there. We hear a lot about 4G, 5G. Does that apply to this at all? Yeah, all the Gs. There's so many Gs out there. And uh, <laughs> the answer is yes. The Cricket More plan is a, is a 5G eligible device um, service plan, and it's an amazing service on, on Cricket. Yes, it would be applicable. 5G would be applicable to the plans that we do offer. We'll tell you that there's uh, a whole host of providers that are participating in this emergency broadband benefit program. For Cricket, again, it applies to the service on your smartphones, uh, to your wireless service. There's a lot of other providers out there that are also doing things for your home internet service. If you have home internet delivered through a, a traditional kind of cable line, mm -hmm. that would uh, also apply. It's good to know that the government is doing some things like this that will 
help people because everybody needs a phone now. Yeah, that's just the thing. Everyone, in, especially here in 2021, right? The digital divide is, is so vast right now. And we there's so many underserved households that are unable to afford that connectivity. Think about people that either work from home and there's so many different options to be able to work from home now. And, and internet connectivity is the key to potentially making that happen for those that are looking for that kind of work. Will we get to see the little mascot, the little green guy, if we come come visit your store? absolutely each of our characters have names absolutely you'll see those in in each and every single one of our stores and uh, we we love the cricket characters and it's a big part of our culture and our identity and uh, they're a lot of fun too i think we've touched every base with this benefit program again i I appreciate the time with you here today and then all your listeners and I, i really hope that we can help a lot of those folks that are maybe in need right now i know there's plenty around here in the Western Washington area that we can help and help save some money for and uh, just encourage those folks to come into one of our stores, take a look at the the devices that we offer and and take advantage of this program, certainly that's being provided out there. Two things I thought of. One is when the benefit ends, will there be a notice? Yeah. And customers will be notified in a couple different ways. One, we'll notify by email and we capture that when we sign up everyone for service. So they'll be notified by email, text message, and or direct mail 30 days prior to that benefit ending. So there'll be a good 30-day window before any of these benefits will be pulled from the program. And and when the program does end, the customers will go back to the standard monthly rate for that service plan. The other thing I wanted to say is I work with a lot of people that have been in need of services. And what I realize sometimes is sometimes people kind of have an attitude. They're like, well, other people need it more. And my feeling is during this COVID, if you can take advantage of anything that is going to help you be able to pay your rent better, get food better, that it's it's worth taking it. It's it's not hurting anybody, right? Absolutely right. I, I couldn't agree more. I would encourage everyone that maybe is eligible for this program to take advantage of it. And I certainly, if maybe for the individuals listening that they they may not be eligible for it, but they may know somebody that might be in need of it. I think you mentioned this earlier. Maybe it's someone in a different state. This is available nationwide for Cricket Wireless. So it's not just here in the Pacific Northwest, but certainly coast to coast. And if you know somebody that is in need, please spread the the word that this benefit is available so we can save uh, so many of those millions of, of Americans that are faced with some conflict during this time and the hardships from the past year. And it's definitely a way to put some uh, more money back in their pocket and on the table and a roof over their head to take advantage of this program. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Lori. Appreciate the time. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in. I hope you've learned something. Join us next week while we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.